Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Dennis Langley with 5MinuteBark.com. He is the host of the great podcast called 5-Minute Bark. We're going to get into how is he monetizing his show, what's working, what isn't working, what he's scrapped, and what you can take on. What are his top three tips, his strategies for you to start making your first $100,000 with your show? Listen, we get it. You're doing the show because you want to add value to people's lives. That's awesome. But then you got bills to pay, right? You got to grow the show and treat it like a business. My friend, Scott Carson, another podcaster, he says, if you treat it like a hobby, it pays you like a hobby. If, it treats, if you treat it like a business, it pays you like a business. That's what we're talking about today. So Dennis is a professional competitor in BMX freestyle. Let me tell you about him. You know, this guy's a, he's a badass. He's been featured in Sports Illustrated Magazine, featured in BMX industry uh, related magazines, uh, sponsored to travel worldwide as a professional. He built a company from the ground up in 1991, became a motivational speaker. Like this guy's doing it all. I'm loving this. Uh, he's held events in over 49 state, states already, completed over 10,000 events completed 35 different events in one day. That's insane. I uh, created uh, our first web CMS platform in 2000, created amazing business, 2019. Like I'm running through this. Uh, started Cody Dog Interactive, that's his other business. Uh, in 2013, produced Entrepreneur's Code. This guy is a creator, can you tell? He's a creator. He's already hit over 200 episodes now with his Five Minute Bark podcast. It's broadcasted in over 130 countries. So Dennis, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Hey, thank you, jo uh, Joseph, for having me on the show here today. This is really exciting. Uh, as I was telling you earlier, I, I really prepared for your show because I listened to some of the guests you've had on. They're quite impressive. So if you have not listened to, uh, this is his first your first episode with uh, first 100k please go listen to some of his other episodes because i was doing my preparation for this and it was absolutely amazing so yeah i've been doing this uh this entrepreneur thing since the day i was born uh literally my first job was riding a bmx bicycle around the world and it was really really an exciting experience literally at 16 18 years old traveling around the world you know most people don't even send their kid out into the world 
now at the 21 years old, right? I was on planes at 14, 15, 16 years old by myself going to Caracas, Venezuela. Can you imagine that? That's insane. But yeah, listen to Oingo Boingo um, and being thrown in front of thousands of people riding a BMX bike, uh, just doing something I really loved. Of course, I wasn't doing it for the money back then. I was getting paid, but it was really quite an experience. Um, and today with, with my uh, interview with you here today, I really want to try to help people from specific angles of both being the superstar and becoming the superstar as a podcaster and, and learning how to do that 100K thing. Love it. Awesome. Dennis, so take a minute and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. In my personal life that people don't know, well, I would have to say it's, um, I'm very competitive, very, very competitive. And, and I, I, it's a bad thing and a good thing, right? Because you're, when you're very competitive as a professional athlete, of course, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it applies to everything, whether it's in relationships or building a business or, uh, you know, applying to competition. And we all are now finding out that uh, competition, or at least the idea of it is, is not so good. It's more of uh, co-collaborating, right? So mm-hmm. the, the mix of the two has been a challenge over the years, trying to be less competitive and more collaborative. Let me take this right into podcasting, that competition thing that you have, because I have that too. You may have it more or less, I don't know. But like, do you find that that's actually a disadvantage in say, uh, collaborating with other podcasters to grow your audience, to grow their audience, to monetize each other's shows? Do, do you find that gets in the way sometimes? In podcasting, no. Uh, okay. I have definitely taken the collaborative approach there uh, from day one. Uh, my first podcast experience was John Lee Dumas, as most have. I I saw him on stage and that's how I got into podcasting. So as you kind of spoke of before, I've got vast experience of uh, inspirational speaking. I've done well over 3000 appearances in front of crowds that are 600 or more. So I have that gift of talking to people. I I love the, the, the commanding of the room, so to speak, right? In a podcast, you can really command the room. I'm I'm almost kind of trying to take over your podcaster right now. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so uh, taking it into a podcast was really, really exciting. And just, it just brings out that energy in me that I kind of had with that competitive spirit. So why, why did you not get competitive with other podcasters, possibly see them as a threat um, because they have larger shows, larger audiences, et cetera. Why were you able to just drop that and start collaborating in this area of your life? Because it's all about, right. It's, it's, it's guest for guest, right? So if you're going to have, it's it, it, in podcasting, it's like who can have the best guest is going to give the best value, right? Mm-hmm. So in a sense, you having Blender on, for example, is like, well, duh, I should obviously create and collaborate with Joseph to get that contact. Now I've already known Melinda, but having these guests, so we were talking about I was, how I was on Grant Cardone's. Well, of course, why wouldn't I help Joseph kind of have that connection with Grant Cardone or have that guest with Jarek Robbins, Tony Robbins, son or different things. So helping each other there is far more benefit than trying to be this competitive thing. Like, Oh, I've had him in this because you're going to come up with guests that I'm going to need. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of talked about that before we went on. So it's, it's a give and take and there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. So in regards to competition, well, there isn't because 
in your niche, we especially in podcasting, you really find out that the bottom line is, is people are going to connect to either you or they're going to connect to me. Um, you know, you see that with, you know, inspirational speakers like Tony Robbins, like some people love them and some people hate them. Yeah. And, and your first thing would be like, well, you know, the guy's the best, like he's the best. Well, he's not the best for this person. So when you understand that podcasting is similar, you, you're just going to attract who you attract. Mm-hmm. I really get that. So I want to shift the topic, but I wanted to speak about that competition versus collaboration in the podcasting space as hosts, because I think some of us get trapped in that. We get into our own silos in our studio with our mic, right? And it's like mine, like this is my audience, my precious, you know, and it's like, oh, your show's over there and I can't help you. And I'm, I'm busy building my platform, et cetera. And, you know, Podcast Nation, like Dennis is speaking right to this, you'll actually get You'll grow your show, your audience, you'll monetize faster when you open the doors, let other podcasters in and kind of collaborate together and share guests. That's a great strategy. Start sharing your guests, that, some of your top guests, your most popular ones with other podcasters. Say, hey, any interest in having this guest on your show? They say, yeah, I would love that guest. Great. Let me make an introduction. By the way, I noticed on your show, you had this guest, this guest, and this guest. Could you make an intro- uh, introduction for me? Boom. There you go. Both shows now grow. I love it, Dennis. All right, so let's get down into the money game of podcasting. How much gross revenue did your podcast do in the last 12 months approximately? So right around 50,000. 50,000, awesome. How long did it take you from the beginning of the show to get to the 50K mark? Like from day one? Was it uh, months, years, what? Well, I think it would have been farther along if I did things that worked best for me. Mm-hmm. And the problem that stopped me from getting to 100K, 200K, 300K is I tried to use programs like other that were very successful for others. I built that uh, large audience on social media. I built memberships. I built opt-ins. I'm one of ClickFunnels top ClickFunnels designers. I made all these different things. And that worked for the John Lee Dumases. That worked for all these different people. But I realized one thing. I am not that, the personality that sells that kind of stuff. Mm. So I had all this stuff in place, probably better courses than most. I, I've seen a lot of courses out there. I've seen all these different things. In fact, I created a podcast software that's incredible, that does so many great things for people. And, but but you, in order to social mediaize it, so to speak, to get the opt-ins, to get the webinars going, you have to have a certain personality or at least fall into one that's more natural for you. And I've been unsuccessful in that. So um, what do you think's the win for you then? So the win for me has been going the SEO route. All my businesses that I've created before I've used SEO and that's kind of turning the page for me working forward. So now let's, If I can, Um, let me pause you there for a second. Let's talk about that for a second, right? Because I think this is important for podcast hosts that are listening to the show right now to know and to almost get permission from you, Dennis, to bring in some of their transferable skills from previous businesses and successes and start applying it into the podcasting space and not miss it. Because what I just heard you say is, hey, Joseph, I thought with podcasting, I had to do all these new different strategies and I applied other people's strategies who were winning as podcasters. And I found I put a lot of time, energy, money, and it didn't work for me. 
So I went back to what I knew from my other businesses, which was SEO building. And now I applied that to, to my podcast. So please continue with that. Yeah. So if you're, if you're listening right now and you're starting a podcast and you want to get monetizing, you have to rewind back, really have to rewind back and learn from my mistakes. And I can't speak for you, Joseph, but it's, you got to start the podcast more on what you're passionate about. So many people are trying to use these podcasts to monetize. And if it's a utility, it's a utility. If it's a passion, it's a passion. But the problem is, is if it's passionate over time, it's going to become a monetization strategy because you're just going to be in it. You're going to be like the interviews are going to just be done differently. The, 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 everything's going to kind of fall on your lap. I know you're very spiritual. So things going to kind of unfold versus you trying to fold and push out. Mm. And, you know, you hear it all the time. Like, yeah, I just kind of started this blog and it just kind of, I don't know, some people just kind of started digging me and they started asking questions and these and all of a sudden, well, yeah, I guess I can make a course. You know what I mean? So the audience was telling you what to do versus when you build a podcast and you tell the audience what's, what's supposed to be, it, it, it's just, it's, it's a hard road. It's not natural. It's not, it doesn't unfold. So doing something you really love will will end up with that monetization strategy. But if you do want to take that monetization strategy, of course, you know, sticking to the education, sticking to the, you know, providing value, providing value, but you gotta, you gotta kind of answer yourself. Does, how does it feel for you? Right. How does it feel? You know, is, am I just stuck or, mm. you know, so going back to the social media thing versus SEO for me, I was just trying to do everything that I saw working for everybody else. They're making 200 grand a month and this and this, and I can do that. I can, I, I have the skills to do everything and I did it, but I just couldn't lay it out the way they laid it out because they were good at wowing people. They were great at doing this. Mm. I just didn't have that skill. Uh, yes, I can speak a second, but I didn't, I guess, make enough authenticness in it. I, get, I really get what you're saying, right? Because uh, if I tell me if I'm wrong here, but I would call it almost a star power quality. Yeah. People they have, just it. have they just certain people have that star quality power, and you can't really go head to head with that. Like no. if you don't have it, so you have to find different ways. You can still have massive success with like SEO, for example. But mm -hmm. yeah, the the Tony Robbins of the world, they're charismatic. They're just that high energy. They're like a star shining on a, on its light on the audience. It is what but it is. It is what it is. So yeah. I really love that you shifted into the SEO and and you find that's that's working. So here's what I'm gonna ask you: um, What are your top three tips uh, or strategies? Maybe SEO involved, obviously. Uh, that have got you to the 50,000 in revenue mark so far. And obviously you're headed to the 100 K coming up soon. So what are those top three tips or strategies that uh, podcast hosts listening right now can apply to their podcast? Okay. So complete transparency. This all happened within the last three to four months. Um, I started a new business. Okay. The, so I had a business before that was doing, you know, a lot of money. Uh, well over six figures. So mm -hmm. I had sold it in 2013 and that was 100% SEO based. So I had a non-compete for three years. Four years later, my friend's saying, dude, you, you, you've got to start that business back up. And I finally listened to my friends. It's always good to listen to your friends, right? So I started that business back up and it's SEO. It's, it's basically I have extreme sports BMX stunt show. And it's because I didn't have 
tons of money to work with to go just buy everything and do everything. I had to work with SEO. So that really kind of told me like, why in the world did you not do SEO and podcasting from day one? Right? So yeah, it's, such it's a like, blind spot. Like yesterday I got a lead, you know, it's a thousand dollar lead. I didn't do anything because the SEO brought it in. You know, I didn't, you know, mm -hmm. you know it just kind of came in and, I, and, and the money's there, right? So, um, so now I'm applying that to my podcast. So I made that, I mean, I struggled making that money with the podcast without using my actual, you know, uh, talents, so to speak, right? Yeah, you got that. So now I'm, I'm using that in my podcast. So how am I going to use that in my podcast? Well, number one, if, if you're listening to this right now and you're in front of Google, type in different things that your podcast is about. So uh, maybe podcast coasting, podcast uh, something. Just type in the word podcast and you'll see in the URL thing, type up different things that will come up for podcasting. So, you know, Joseph, if you want to do that right now, you can type in podcasting, right? Mm -hmm. And what will come up in Google for you right now? Well, I will do it right now, sir. I love it. No one's ever given me a homework assignment on the show. Podcasting. All right. So underneath it comes up with number one is podcasting equipment, podcasting 101, podcasting microphone, podcasting software, podcasting for dummies. All right. Bingo. So mine came out how to start a podcast business, podcast mm -hmm. for beginners, podcast equipment, tips, starting a podcast, podcast website, how to record a podcast, podcast app, Harder Start Podcast on iTunes. All Got right. It. So now officially, officially, everybody listening, including you, Joseph, we just got a $100,000 business right there in front of us. Tell us how. Google, Google just told us, all right, so how to start a podcast business. Why wouldn't you, you already started a podcast business. Why wouldn't you offer your audience steps on how to start a podcast and how they can use it, right? Got it. I'm following. Too. Podcast for beginners, right? Now, let me remind you that Google is only providing you words that people already typed in. So we always kind of hear that, like, what deeds of your audience want, right? So in podcasting, this is the example. So given that you, your podcast is about something specific, so whether it's about, um, you know, comic books or this and that. So you obviously have to type in words related to your business, mm -hmm. but the answers will be provided right there. Now, this worked so amazing in one of my old companies. I had this BMX. I'm going to give you an example of how this works. Yeah, please. So I had this extreme sports show that we did BMX school assemblies at school. So we had these ramps. We built these trailers. We spent tens of thousands of dollars on trucks, trailers, sound equipment, all this stuff to build the, to do these shows. So I did my research and I typed in, you know, BMX show. I just, you know, you just kind of flirt with words and you'll just see these things come up. And I saw this, this, this term come up, ramp rental. Mm -hmm. half pipe rental. So we had these half pipes, these half, these, these skateboard half pipes. Sure. So I built a page, took me about know, 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour. I don't know. Um, to build this web page that said we rent half pipes. Okay. So these half pipes that we have, we charge in, you know, $10,000 for a show, but they sit in our storage unit for eight to 10 months a year. Just sit there. Mm -hmm. Cause we only do maybe 20 or 30 of these shows a year. So 30 days a year, out of 360, they're used. Wow. I built that page. And what happened? What happened is, is Hollywood needed staging for a lot of commercials. And, you know, this company needed this. They need these ramps. So they go, they can't go build these things. They have to kind of, they need to borrow them or rent them. So we would now 
take our ramps, bring them to Hollywood or bring them to different, you know, corporate events. And they would use them and rent them for more than we would charge for our show. Wow. Like I did, we did a Subaru commercial for uh, LG back in 2013 or yeah, t- mm-hmm. 2012. So literally we, we got to go hang out in Paramount Pictures, set the ramp up, hang out with all the actors and eat all the fancy food they get and hang out, you know, get the whole thing going. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a day of eight hours of sitting around, but we didn't ride. We just mm-hmm. put the ramps there and they were in the background while they did their thing. So that's a, that, added, that added 25% of our revenue for our company by a simple Google search. Wow. So, so being right, that you're so- a podcaster, you know, you, here's those list of things you could do. You could do one or two or three of those things and that would simply add 20% to your, to your bottom line. All right. So this is brilliant. So podcast nation, like just let me summarize that first step, right? Go to Google and type in terms or phrases, do one at a time, terms or phrases associated with your topic on your show. Right? So for example, um, you know, I have another show called broken Catholic, right? So if I put in terms like uh, Catholic or Catholic podcast or anything like that, what are the, the, the Google recommendations that list, right? It normally lists you like the top 10. And this is what the terms people are searching for. What do you got, Dennis? You did it. Well, so what comes up for you right away is Catholic Church, obviously. Catholic Mm -hmm. Church near me, Catholic Charities, Catholic Charities, um, Catholic Answers. Mm -hmm. So I think that might be something that will help you, right? What if you came up with a a list of the top 30 questions that, that, that Catholics fight with, right? Mm-hmm. How many, how many news stations could you on? How many, how many, uh, you know, I mean, there's tons of events that they do. You know, how, how, how many places could you go speak on, on the answers that you're looking for as a Catholic? I mean, you know, your, your other show, uh, the broken Catholic, right? That, mm-hmm. So right there, why wouldn't you have the, 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 the Bible of Catholic answers, like, you know, these, right? Yeah, I really get it. So uh, a podcast nation, I want you to get that for your show that Google will give you the top 10 most searched terms around the topic about your show. This is what people are looking for. So Google's recommending it because they're all about purity of search. Right. So they're telling you, hey, here's what's going to sell. Here's the terms you use. Here's your market. Here's what people are searching for. So rather than you go out and try to find what is my target audience one, et cetera, et cetera, like go right to Google. This is a great Google hack, I think, Dennis. What else yeah. shows up for you? So while you're doing all this, and it's really important that you understand this, Google, we all Google to find information. Mm-hmm. And mainly we go on there to find answers to questions. Yes. So if you have a business or a podcast, it's important that you create a massive amount of collect a collaborative of questions because Google will now index questions over rankings. So an SEO, you know, you're, you're fight kicking and punching to get the top ranking, right. By using the right uh, combination of words, which does work, Mm -hmm. but now they're looking to answers. So they'll, they'll put you right up there if you know how to answer a question. So if you keep an answer to like 52 words or less, they will put that answer up there correctly. So when you do these answers, and the questions, 
be very thorough in the right content of words that you use. Be very descriptive. For example, I'm just going to say a dumb question. So, so people ask me, how long is my school assembly show? So I would make sure that I put the descriptive words in that, that, that question answer. So it'll be relative to other things. So how long would your BMX school assembly show be? How long does it take to set it up on pavement? So adding little descriptive words because mm-hmm. Google doesn't just assume or it tries to, I mean, because they're trying to, but it can't assume what you meant. So be careful when you answer your questions and ask the questions that they're very third grade like, like you're talking to somebody that doesn't know anything about you at all. We are so caught up in what we are and what we know. We start using lingo and slang and stuff like that, but your, your audience may not have that. Got it. So no jargon, no using jargon, literally how would I write this question if a seven-year-old was, you know, asking it? And then how would I answer the question? 52 words or less, Startup Nation, and drop in some of those key words and phrases that people may search for. Got it. What's your number three? So to get to 100K, okay, this is what I found from people that wanted to come on my podcast. You know, I've... I've had, you know, some pretty, pretty impressive guests like Jared, Rog- Jared Robbins has now asked me three times to go on my show. Like, dude, you know, what do you, like, what off, they bro. do? Huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but, but Russell Brunson, right. All these people like, dude, you're coming on my show. Like you're like a millionaire, you know, like you mm-hmm. have all these, but what they do is they use these interviews as tools to get, not only to get to the audience itself, but here today, and this is going to be great because you, your audience is going to love this, but Literally, if you do five interviews on podcasts, that value literally for in an SEO standpoint is worth over $2,500. And How's I'm not that? even, I'm not making that number up. Number one, you're going to get awesome backlinks to your website. Okay. So how much would it cost to buy a high ranking backlink to your website? For example, if you got a, a backlink from my website, you know, it's a pretty high ranking website to yours. You would have to pay at least 500 bucks for that easily. I've done it for my other businesses. So yeah, this guy has me on his podcast. He's also featuring all these other people on this. But so, so the content is valid. It's not like this spun content. It's real content. You know, that you're not going to go just wing the content on me. All right. Which is another thing. Joseph's going to have me on his podcast today. So now he's going to either do this himself or hire a team to make expert content on me. Right. So that people who are coming on the podcast get all they want about Dennis. So how much would that cost you, right? How much would it cost to hire somebody to get professional content built for you? Mm. You can pick a number. You know, generally those people are around a hundred to $200 an hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can wing it and find people for 25 or 50. So regardless, it, it's at minimum a few hours just for that. Right. You're so right. then you're going to get, then you're going to get links on iTunes because you're now going to be on iTunes. So now you're going to be on iTunes. So that's a link. That's a high, we call that a high priority link. Okay. Then the host, I'm going to have you on his website or her. Then some of them like yourself are going to create a YouTube video. All right. And you can request that they make sure that, hey, I have no problem coming on your show and adding value, but I would like to have a link on your YouTube video and associate keywords that resemble me and work with me on that. So now you have that association, right? You're also going to be on Google Play, Spotify, um, TuneIn, all these other things. So you're literally going to get how many, I just, that's just one podcast, mm-hmm. one. Then you can spin the content yourself for your own podcast, for your own use. 
right? See how I'm going here? I do. Like uh, when I had Scott Carson on the show, uh, he does what you're talking about and he's built uh, his podcast. He's uh, just surpassed uh, 150,000 in the past 12 months from his podcast. And it's all from that. Uh, just repurposing the content onto multiple platforms, that one show, that one episode. And he hires a professional team that writes up all the content for that guest, um, you know, in the way that it's got all the links and everything like that. And he drives the content and they even, that team create the graphics, like really great graphics for the blog post that make the guest want to share the show because it makes them look so good. Right. So it creates more shareability and everything. And he's like, Joseph, that's how I've built, you know, this business. It's like, I've invested in great content production and doing it on multiple platforms and leveraging all that visibility, like you're saying, Dennis. So po Podcast Nation, what Dennis is saying is spot on. It works right now in 2019. If you want to monetize your show, this is how you do it. Dennis, what do you want to add to that? Yeah, I want to add to that. And this is one important thing. Uh, of course, you're, you're, you're your own podcast with your own hosting, but let's, let's, just, let's just, just shift this over to being in corporate world, right? So in corporate world, people are dying to get interviews on their businesses or on their products. If, you become, if you're on a podcast, you're generally being interviewed by a professional that knows how to ask the right questions and deliver the right answers because they don't want to waste their time. They don't want to waste an hour of their day because this is an hour of your day, all right? And whatever costs and involved with that. So they're going to deliver awesome interview for you. How much would it cost if you weren't on podcast to hire somebody to come with professional microphones and interview and ask you the right questions? And I can tell you right now, outside of podcasting, these interview people that are in the media world are probably not half as good as an interviewer of a podcaster because we've done it. You know, I've been on, I've interviewed now what 350 people. I would have to say I'm brilliant at interviewing people because otherwise they wouldn't, I mean, I got a line out of what 70 people that want to be on my show. Mm -hmm. um, so the expertise is there. And when you're going on these shows, make sure that, you, Hey, I want this question answered. I want that question. answered. so you can either record the video of it or request the video of it or request the audio of it. And you know, you can get three sound bites of one to two minutes and to produce that, all that, I mean, it could be easily $2,500 per video. I'm, I'm, yeah, this is, uh, definitely resonates. Um, there's just so much content value that could be repurposed just from one interview. Yeah. Especially if you add video into it, like I do with this Scott Carson does it all. I, and he's, he's like, Joseph, dude, like YouTube is like the number two search engine in the world. Like, why are we relying only on iTunes as podcasters? It makes no bleeping sense. He's like, I leverage YouTube, man. And I'm showing up all the links and everything because I put the video up. Why would right. you not? I'm okay. like, you're so well, smart. So that leads you to the next thing, right? So you're, what you got. You're, you're trying to get these guys to monetize. And um, I'm going to give you an idea right now that we just talked about that, but didn't get mentioned. I'm going to give you a link while I'm doing this. So you have that in front of you. Okay. okay and click on it when you're ready. So I did 350 interviews with people. And just like you said, I created videos for every single one of them. Not only did I create a video, but I took the sound bites out of them crying, of them sharing at their peak moments. I would make these videos and I charged them $400 for each video. 
because they cannot, again, they cannot get interviewed at that high end quality for under $2,500. It's put to music. It's like just a sound bite that they can put the top. Everybody that's put at the top of their website, like I tell them to do, which 90% of them don't, but they pay money for it anyway. If they put it at the top of their website, I've had testimony after testimony. Dennis, I sold the $6,000 coaching class. I, I sold $25,000 worth of direct business from this because they, because they were interviewed in a professional manner. It's on video. I produced it to sound and music. Bingo. You okay, you're repurposing so, your content. All right. So like I'm seeing this and all of a sudden like ideas are popping up for me, right? So you just sent me a link and you call it trailers for podcast. Right. So what I'm just to clarify, what you do is after you have a guest on your show, you do the show, you upload it, you do all the things, you YouTube it, all that. But then you go in and you snip out the best highlights from the show, the video highlights of them crying, the emotional content that everybody wants to see. It's addictive content. You put it together in a short little video trailer, maybe three to five minutes then you two, no, two minutes or no more than two and a half minutes. All right. So no more than two and a half minutes. And then you send it to them and they pay for that as additional content that they can now use to promote their, their products, their business, their service, their coaching, etc. It's kind of like the best of them, their personality. <laughs> and you give them the links and everything else like that. Like that's brilliant, dude. How, I, I, you really have to ask the underlying question. You're giving an interview for an hour. You're, if you're doing this, you probably have confidence in the fact that you're good at it. If you can go into an interview saying, I need to get three good sound bites out of this person during this show, not only is your, your, your audience going to get value, but you can provide them value as well. In some cases, like people, I'll offer it to them in front and they'll say, no, I, you know, I don't like to, uh, well, they, they don't want to buy, you mm -hmm. know, this. So then I take the risk and I'll spend 30 minutes and I'll edit. And it's like, this was so good. This, like, this is so good. So I edit it up. I take the risk that they will buy it. I edit up two or three of them. I say, listen, these are available for the next two hours, watch it. And boom, 60% of those people convert. Cause you can't buy this. You can't How much do you charge for that. 400, 400. So, man, Startup Nation, think about that. Think about all the guest interviews you've had, right? If you're not using video, you're missing out. That's the first thing, right? So, if you start using video, like SEO, yep. right? SEO, all of that. And then you go and, like, this is so brilliant. You take the, the three sound bites, you create a trailer, you take the risk, like Dennis said. Then you put urgency on it, you send them the video trailer. You say, hey, it's only available for the next two hours for $400. You in? You know, click here. And 60% conversion rate, that's freaking fantastic. Times 400, Startup Nation, you're on your way to your first 100K. Uh, yes. What am I saying? I'm like podcasting, <laughs> right? Like I, I got three shows, man. I got three shows. So now everybody's trying to fight, kick, punch, and get a sponsor, which is really hard to do. I don't like sponsors, man. I don't want to yeah. do it for my show. I've been asked several yeah. times. I'm like, I don't want the aggravation of managing sponsors. I want to monetize differently. Go ahead. Yep. And you're, you're trying to up-level your show and doing this forces you to up-level your game. You're not going to sit there and waste time letting them babble. You're not going to, you're going to get content. It's going to be a benefit to them, a benefit to your audience. So it holds you accountable to your thing and you have the opportunity to get paid. Mm. 
I am positive you can get more than $400 for these. I was not feeling too confident when I did this, but mm -hmm. you could easily get $1,000 for something like this if you did it right. No question about it. I also went and took it to another step level. I also added where they get a web page with the, with the video. So I asked them certain questions that they would fill out. It was kind of a pain in the neck to get on my show, but all of a sudden, oh, by the way, here's a website you get. So I took it to another level. So there's so, so many ways you could take this um, as an advantage to, to help you get to that first 100K. You're going to get, let's see, somebody's going to pay you $400 for them to put your content on their website. And oh, by the way, it's on YouTube. So you're going to get views and get SEO there. So it's just such a win, 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 win all the way down the road, right? It's brilliant. Let me ask you a question, Dennis. Yeah, yeah. Because right, you're at 50K right now, right? And mm -hmm. here's what's showing up for me. You know, to, for you, you could easily get over 100K if you offered to do this for other podcasters or created a service around this where you did the trailers and everything. Because I love the idea at the same time. I don't know how to edit videos and trailers right. and all that stuff. Like, do you offer a service or have you been, have you considered I, I, I have, a I have talked to other podcasters about this, but we kind of talked about competition earlier. Yes, we did. And I find that people see me as a threat. So working with me in that way, they kind of felt like it was a threat. I kind of sensed it in them because I'm, I'm very aware of that being a competitive bicycle rider, you know, so you, you, you feel, I so they that. kind of felt, you kind of feel like there's that when it's really just working in their favor. Mm -hmm. And yes, I, I have dabbled with that. There was just no interest because they're tripping over dollars to get to dimes. Right. They're trying to get the sponsors. They're trying to get the, everybody's trying to get more views, more views, more yep. views. If you can have 10 views in your podcast, but they're, they're $10,000 in value of each view, I'd rather do 10 people. And you know, I, it's way I easier. agree completely. Like I see this as a, a revenue share uh, opportunity for you where it's no risk to them. You put the thing and then you say, here, send this to your guest. Yeah, and well, they click they click the $400, you get 200 of it because you produced it. I get 200 and I did nothing. Yeah. And well, you're you leveraging know, all their guests and shows. You could easily do probably 500 grand this year if you got on like 40 podcasters. Yeah, you, you know, you, you said when we met, we were going to somehow be doing business together. <laughs> so, and, and, I had no, and I had no, uh, you know, game of even talking about this here today. I, I wasn't going to talk and this wasn't my, you know, I have some notes here of what I was going to talk about and that wasn't where, where I was going, but yeah, this is, this is incredibly valuable stuff. Um, Heck yeah. And, the, and I have an SEO tool I just released that, that blows this out of the, out of the park in regards to helping podcasters get that visibility with SEO. I can, I create a tool that literally can build a podcaster with their, or a podcast guest um, over 50,000 different unique web pages with all the content and all the podcasts they've been on. That's amazing. All right. So Podcast Nation, we're speaking with Dennis Langley. Uh, you can find him at 5minutebark.com. That's the 5, F-I-V-E, minutebark.com. Go check out his show. This guy's a rock star. He can help you monetize your business if you don't. Uh, he can help you monetize your podcast if you don't be a wuss and see him as a threat, but see him as an ally who wants to help you build. Like, uh, to me, I just speak that language, you know. But, uh, Dennis, let's uh, close up the show because we're running out of time. I know you and I could keep talking, and you yeah. literally have probably 
50 other ways to monetize, like sitting in front of you in your screen that you could share. So I'm eating this up just for me as a podcast host. So I know my audience is writing notes right now. I, I, I guarantee it. All right. Let me ask you this big overarching question. What, why do you think that 90% of podcast hosts are not uh, or are struggling to make their first 100K? Like one thing, what's the number one reason why they're struggling to make their first 100K with their show? Because they're probably likely like me, they saw the John Lee Dumases and all the other people doing all these incredible things and setting up campaigns and marketing and all this other stuff that they may not be good at. Like we've had some people, you just kind of have to have that star personality to do that. I tried for three long years and I put a hundred percent effort into it and it just wasn't working for me. It wasn't resonating for me. So they may find themselves trying to do opt-in funnels and all these different things in ways that just don't, the language doesn't work with them. The, the process doesn't work. I'm not saying not do those, but just understanding that you got to kind of do it in the way that works for you, unless you're going to hire this massive team to go and, you know, create this for you and, and build that persona and that, that for you. But it just, I mean, sure, I got people to sign up for my masterminds. And yes, I've got people to do, but in overall, it just, it never went flowing for me. Mm-hmm. I really get that. So podcast nation, do it in the way that works for you. That's the key here. Stick to what works for you, not for someone else. Really? You know, comparison, man. They say comparison is the thief of joy. I also think comparison will leave you broke. Mm. Like it really will. And, and Dennis is speaking to it. So I get that. Dennis, what is the number one daily habit uh, that has helped you grow your audience? First and foremost, number one daily habit. You know, my audience never really got that big, mm-hmm. but it was the transparency, the openness in my conversations that really made me get very respectful uh, positioning in the podcast industry. Um, just having that authenticity and sharing, sharing, sharing wins every time. Got it. What was the number one strategy you used to land those high profile guests? Are you guys ready? This is awesome. It's one word. Branding. So we had talked about earlier, maybe it was before the show or during the show, how I, how I was, how in the world did I get on Grant Cardone's show? I actually have the video of when he invited me on the show. I have the actual video. It's on YouTube. You can look it up. And I was doing this thing called Blab. And it was this, I, would, I did this, I wanted to like somehow make a dent in podcasting, like a big dent. So I did 36 interviews in one day. Mm. So I did a 12 hour podcast nonstop. I had the, a crazy awesome list of people and I went for 12 hours long. So I tried to do it again for six hours. 12 was just too much. I mean, literally I took two minutes of break for 12 hours to go to the bathroom. And so I went on to prepare for it and a blab popped up with Grant Cardone and I had reached out to him several times to be on the show. No answers, no replies, nothing. And they were taking on people to ask questions. So somehow I ended up popping up on the screen <laughs> and here I am in front of Grant Cardone. Now, similar to you, I have, I have these uh, backgrounds that I have that are very professional. I don't know if you've seen them before, but uh, they're, I just have a, I have a thousand dollar microphone. I have a professional background. I just looked the part. So mm. branding has literally opened my doors every single door, every time. 
is just looking and playing the part. A gentleman a long time ago told me, said, Dennis, you want to be successful in business, there's a uniform. And how that uniform, how, you, how serious you take that uniform will take you to the next level. He happened to be in investments. He said, I have to drive around in a Mercedes or a BMW or a because the people around me in that business want to look like me. They want to be like me. So the first thing I had to do is get the suits in the, in the, the Mercedes because you're playing the part. A baseball player, a football player, if their socks are out of place or their uniform is not tucked in, they get a $50,000 fine. So important, uniform is very important in any business you're in. Decide your uniform, whether it's, you know, a certain colored outfit. You know, Steve Jobs, what do you think about Steve Jobs? He's got the blue jeans and the black shirt. The, t- the turtleneck, right? Yeah. So what do you think of um, Tony Robbins? Tony Robbins, the blazer. Black sh- yeah, black shirt, black shirt. And, and jeans. Yeah, shorts. Yeah. Actually, he wears the black shorts and doesn't and so so you know there's others i'd mention but i don't want to go there because yeah but um so yeah there's uniforms that people wear and stand out how do you pick yours how do you know the right uniform for because what that's for what you? you what are you so <clears throat> excuse me what are you so comfortable in what is you really that's another thing too is like i see people go and they start dressing up in these clown outfits because they want to get that noticed right I cannot do that. It's just not me. I'm not going to feel comfortable in that. So, you know, if you want to wear the red shoes and the, you know, the standout stuff, which will get you to stand out, but are you comfortable in it? Are you willing to play that part? So podcast nation, this is a great quote. Success has a uniform, right? I really get that Dennis. So like, how do we know what it looks like for a podcast host? Is there a standard uniform for a podcast host as there is for an investment baker? Well, it's brand designing your branding right? What, what does your branding look like? What are your colors that stand that work for you? Um, I mean, I'm not going to hold you against this, but you, you're, you know, your background's got red, it's got white, it's got green over here. You're not really blending with your, your, your colors aren't, are, are pulling a brand. You got a red, you got a red thing on your hand, you got a red microphone, but then you got a green, your, your podcast thing is green. Yeah, because so, it's outdated and I've been too lazy to change it out. So right, thank you so, for calling me out on that because that needs to change. So that's your, so you're off brand, right? So mm-hmm. first look, uh, was the first hundred K it's very hard to read. That's not, it's hard to read that Joseph Warren.net hard to read. Uh, you know, th- there's some blurriness, okay. all these, it's very busy. You're trying to look like news, not Joseph Warren. So what is Joseph Warren? I don't see Joseph Warren. I'm, 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 I hate to knock you on your own show, but I don't see Joseph Warren as the background you got. Joseph Warren is, is, is very, uh, he's very clear. He's very, you have an eye to eye conversation with him. That background, those colors should represent that, right? You and I have come, had many conversations and they're very direct. They're very clear. What are your direct, clear colors? What is your direct, clear background? Mm. I would see it as more focused on, I want to see you and your eyes, you and your, your physique, you and your voice versus this, this distraction in your background. So brand is extremely important. However, you're, you're going and saying, well, I want to be like everybody else. I want to have this, this, this background. So you're kind of falling into that trap, right? Wow. Podcast nation. That's awesome. See, I love good. Coaching. Am I right? You're spot on, dude. 
like I'm, I'm looking at my own background right now as you're describing it and it's noise and distraction. And I created it by looking at the success of others and how they did their backgrounds. Right. And you're right. It's off. It's off brand. And sometimes looking, seeing ourselves and what our own brand is, uh, because we're in it, we, we don't have objectivity. Exactly. We need someone like you or a coach to look yeah. in and say, hey, Joseph, this is how I see your brand. Like you look people dead in the eye. You have real conversations. You get authentic. You get right to the heart of a matter with people. Like I want to see that in your colors or your brand or your background. Show me that. Now, personally, I don't know what that looks like to be. Well, your colors are, is your color red? Red is one of my top colors. That's my sure. color too. Okay. So I love red. I really shine with red. And it's direct and it's right to it. It's right. charismatic, right. which is my personality. Yeah. Okay. So you may want to have a black t-shirt, right? And so it won't be throwing off what's going on. So some, somehow your uniform might portray with a black, unit, black shirt, maybe with red on it. Yes. Um, or a red shirt with other colors in the background, maybe some grays or maybe some, some whites and grays. Yeah. So for both red my shirt. shows, I have black polos with the, the yes. red logo. So, so it works, but that green has got to go. You're so right. 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 So, and, and just, it's a call to action, right? Uh, you know, we're going to remember you have Joseph Warren, maybe Joseph, does he have two, you're, you're selling two things here. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I've noticed some of your guests were trying to stack on a hundred different things to try and sell. It got me confused. Like, okay, where do I start with this person? Like, okay, mm -hmm. I just listened to how great you were, but you said you're here. I can find you here. I can find you here. I can find it, it's just, so your, your, your background's telling me to go in two different places. Well, I just want to go to one place, right? A funnel, so a funnel is one place. Russell that, Brunson would, would, would hit you with a hammer right now. It's like, no, you've got to take them one place and then bring them to the next and then bring them to the next. That's so, awesome. When I appear as a guest on other people's shows, I give one option to connect right. with me. Go to right. josephwarren.net forward slash possibilities. Perfect. Right. And that's, and it's, it's, there's two or three options to, you know, engage with me, but it's one place to go start that engagement. And you're right. My banners, it's two separate messages. So podcast nation, this is brilliant. Like make sure you're watching the video of this podcast because you'll get to see what Dennis is calling me out on. <laughs> and it's a good thing, dude, this is, this is brilliant because I get to go under the knife, so to speak. Right. And someone else gets to watch. And I think the best way we learn is by watching other people learn. Like that's the best way to learn. So I'm learning from Dennis right now on my branding is off and it's confusing people. Oh, and very. Between your shirt, your podcast and your name all over the place. I, I don't know where to go. <laughs> I love and, it. All and right. You got, then you got an office building with some seats and, or something back there. And then you got like a, a light. Yeah. So be clear, be simple. Okay. Uh, you, you already know that you are great at conversations. We can both agree with that. And I'm sure your audience will agree if they're listening. So you should be more the focus and the background should be less intrusive because you're, you're the show. So sure. Have the background, you know, it can be busy with the right colors. Like mine's, you know, I don't know if you've seen mine, but um, I can't show you cause it's there, but um, you know, it's just keep it consistent. Consistent all the way through, you know, uh, another, um, I think it was a podcaster or a coach, uh, says that when we have all these distractions going on, it's really just to uh, cover up our own insecurities. Well, I know you're not insecure, so. <laughs> but believing in the value that we bring to people, sometimes yes. we miss it, right? We, and yeah. that's what creates imposter syndrome and these other things. So 
a lot of us have that, you know, and, and you just called me out on some of mine and I'm honored. Like I acknowledge you for doing that because that takes cojones to do that on my show. Well, like, I think you I may, called me out a few times too. I so. may never air this show now, right? <laughs> I have that choice. It's my show, but of yeah. course I will. All right. So let's get into the hustle round, Dennis. Uh, okay. You've been a brilliant guest. I'm really loving the value that you're giving to our, our listener right now. And Podcast Nation, like apply some of those three, those three strategies. Google search, type in the terms about your show and get those top recommendations. That's what Dennis says is his top strategy. It's brilliant. Number two, post questions, um, maybe on your blog or whatever. Put out content that are uh, questions about your topic in 52 uh, words or less and have simple, clear answers so that Google can grab those as well and stack them at the top. And then number three, get three good sound bites from each of your guests, repurpose that content, create a video trailer and sell it back to them. Invite them to buy that for $400 or if you're great at editing, $1,000. And right there, you can monetize your show. You could start that this week, start bringing cash into your business. Dennis, really well done. All right, so we're speaking with Dennis Langley. You can find him at 5minutebark.com. That's the word 5 minutebark.com. Dennis, welcome to the hustle round. My favorite part of the show. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready, sir? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Dennis, what's your favorite thing about podcasting? Favorite thing about podcasting is the conversations. Yeah, I get that. What's your least favorite thing? The publication, uh, the production. Yeah, right? All the back office crap. I can't spell. I can't, you know, yeah. So I, that, that, that's something I can't do. And so if you go to my podcast page and look at, you'll see it, 2,000 spelling mistakes. <laughs> it, just, Got it. it just is. <laughs> Got it. All right, let's get real. Let's get transparent. What are you most afraid of? You know, I was listening to this on your, one of your other shows. What am I most afraid of? You know, I'm, I'm afraid of failure. I'm yeah. dead scared of a failure. Being a competitive athlete in different things, I, I, I'll, give, I'll give everything to to not win, but succeed. Yeah, I get that. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in podcasting? We talked about that, trying to be a social media uh, guru slash uh, star. It wasn't for me. Big mistake for me. If you feel like you're trying to do that and you're trying not doing, then stop. Love it. Do it the way that works for you, Podcast Nation. What secret fear do you have about people? Or about yourself? Secret fear about people. Rejection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big one, right? What do you wish you had learned sooner about podcasting? To do or it my monetizing. way. Do yeah, it my do it. way. Yeah. I love it. Uh, what's a new habit you want to form? More consistency. Mm-hmm. And what's a bad habit you want to break, Dennis? Consistency. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Say the question again? Pick three words to describe who you are now. I am excited. Uh, what's the word? I just had some, I am, uh, 
real-time um, simulation. I really love in real-time simulation. Like, you know, people talk about meditation. They talk about things. I like to do it in the actions. So real-time simulation, practicing in real-time real -time simulation and um, successful. Yeah. So you're live. I think it's a good way to say it, right? That real time. Yeah. You're live everywhere you go. Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year uh, when you first started your podcast. Hmm. Confused. I really saw something that I could really do and went into it like I kind of like we talked about over and over again, trying to do it other way, other people's ways, trying to, you know, there's, there's that catch 22, right? You can be shown how to do things and get there faster, but at the same time, you can, you can leave out the way you would get there faster. So there's kind of like that confusion that goes along with that. Yeah, I get that. Sometimes we get caught up more on the strategy than what we actually want for us. We get sold that it's simple. It's done for you. There's so much simple done for you bull crap out there. That it's, it's not true. I, I, and I called out, I'm not going to mention their name before, but I called them out. Like they're saying, you know, I learned, I earned six figures in, in, in five months. No, you didn't. You, you, you convinced them through your personality and did X, Y, Z's. And, you know, there's more work that you did five right. years through, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean, it looks like work, right? And somehow we want to like work. Yeah, we want to like make it, oh yeah, it just came to me. It just happened like this overnight success crap. No, it's, it's years of overnight work. That's what it looks like. Do the work. And last question, Dennis, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Live to the fullest every single day. Man, I love that. That's how you... Don't die with regrets, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you do it. One day at a time, live to the fullest today. All right. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K with their show? You know, finding what works for you and, and just, see, just seeing any result at the beginning is amazing. Get a result in the way that you can make it happen first. Yes, all this other stuff's available to you. There's, you know, the opt-ins, the, the coaching, all this stuff, but get the little small wins. The small wins stack up, build the confidence. The confidence kind of leads you on to where you, and just let it unfold. You know, trying to force the round peg into the square hole mm -hmm. thing just doesn't work. It, it really didn't work for me. I can only speak for me. So, you know, I did, I did everything but what I was good at and mm. I did it good. I did, I did all these things. Great. You go, it's all out there. And then I did all of these things. Great. But it just never turned the hundred K for me, but doing what I'm good at is already producing results within, you know, less than a month. That's so awesome. Podcast nation, learn from other people's mistakes. Learn from Dennis right now. Dennis is awesome at this. I love this message, right? Just stick to what is true for you. Let's go. Let's yes. go. Stop being shy. You're, you're unique. You're one of a kind. You're brilliant. You've messed up so many times in your life. You can bring all that experience to your show, to your audience. Dennis, what's the best way for Podcaster Nation to get in touch with you if they choose? 
so you can go, as you can say, 5minutebark.com. And if you wanted to find out more about what I'm talking about with SEO and podcasting, there's so much great information I've put out there on the web. I would just do this. I would just Google appearing on podcast, turning your podcast interviews into the best SEO. Appear on podcast and turn your podcast interviews into best SEO. Stuff will come up with my information on it. So I'm telling you to use Google because that's what I teach. Use Google. So appear on podcast and turn your podcast interviews into the best SEO. Dennis, thank you for coaching me today on solicited coaching. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I'm going to promote this show a lot, right? And put it all over the place because I want other podcasters to watch me and learn from me learning, right? And being called out. And you're going to get to see the the video version podcast nation of my background and what Dennis was calling me out. And you're going to go, yeah, absolutely. That's inconsistent. Like it's, it's all confusing, Joseph. Like Dennis is right. And then you're going to apply that to your own and go, oh man, I need to go change mine. Like I might start changing mine today because I got to like the rest of my day, I got free, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start working on this. So thank you for that showing up. Podcaster Nation, do you love this show? It's amazing, then, right? Yeah. Then go to iTunes. If you haven't yet subscribed, write a five-star review. Don't write about me, write about Dennis. What he taught you, what you learned from this show, what you're going to apply in your life, why other podcasters need to listen to this show. Go do that now, would you? All right, Dennis, thank you for joining us today. I wish you love, peace, and your next 100K, sir. Thank you, sir. God bless. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.